Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Looking for Alaska. I'm your host, Aubrey. And these are my partners. I'm Eli. Hi, I'm Tina Elfring. And I'm Elias Benley. <laughs> okay, so today in this podcast, we're going to be kicking it off with a game of Would You Rather. So first off, we're going to have Sienna share her first Would You Rather question. Okay, my Would You Rather is for the typical teenager. Would you rather have no homework ever or never have to take a test again? Like any sort of test or quiz? Uh, probably test because yeah, they're just too. so stressful and I just hate taking tests. I agree with her on that one. Already... Yeah, they're just too much and they're such a big majority of your grades. So I'd rather just do homework. All right. So my would you rather question that is intended for a main character and so then we can just answer this on like what we think the character would, character choose. would choose. Yeah. So um, my question was, would you rather get to say one last phrase to Alaska or find out the real reason she crashed the car? Which I think is kind of difficult. Yeah. Because. I would think like, uh, I don't know. That's actually a really good question. Um. That was a good one. It really makes you think. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't really know either. I feel like I feel like it could lean more towards one last phrase to her um, and, like, say one goodbye because I feel like that would be, like, more effective and, like, I feel like he would really, like, like that more than figuring yeah. out the real reason she crushed the car. But I think the colonel's, like, way of insurance knowing that she's actually gone is finding out the mystery of why she crashed the car so i feel like it's a little different for both miles and the colonel so i think it could kind of lead either way yeah they just both need some sort of closure so depending on the character whichever one of those options gives them that like feeling it really depends yeah i agree all right, so now Eli's going to share his... Right, mine's, mine's about resilience, so you get out there. It's, would you rather swim through shark-infested waters for 13 miles, or would you rather be beaten up every day after school? Uh, I said it's a bit out there. Okay? It's about resilience. Um, see, I don't know if I could be beaten up every day after school, but also I'm horrible at swimming, so... Yeah. I think it's kind of like you're dead either way. So I'd choose the shark-infested waters. Or three miles. We'll, we'll put it down to three miles. Yeah. Just to make it. Three miles way. and the shark-infested waters because that, you know, you can at least get it over with rather than every day being beat up. So, yeah. Sienna, how do you feel about that one? Um, that one's kind of tough. I feel like in some cases you might be able to fight back, but like, I don't know. You'd have to be pretty good. And with sharks, you can't really fight back against them. I mean, they're sharks. Yeah, true. But it, it also depends what kind of sharks, because not all sharks are looking to kill. So, you know. Yeah, like, is it a tiger shark or a great white? Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Well, when he says shark-infested water, your mind kind of turns to, like, great white and, like, you're going to get eaten. Yeah. That is true. All right, so now for the next part of the podcast, we are going to go into some questions that we answered yesterday, and we're just going to be discussing 
discuss <laughs> discussing our responses. So yesterday we had to watch a TED talk about a man who went through a lot within his childhood and was talking about his resilience and how he was bouncing back from those events in his life. Um, so we came up with our top three takeaways. So my three takeaways were everyone deals with adversity. Um, he really gave a good definition of resilience. And then my last thing was that um, things life throw at you and how you deal with them define you. So you could either just um, be resilience or resilient and deal with them and persevere through the situation or you can let it eat away at you and struggle with it so yeah yeah okay so now Eli do you want to talk on that or you good you Sienna like elaborate on that or... yeah uh, did you have any other different takeaways or no pretty much the same thing you said all right I mean, it's kind of like you can't really go with that too much into it yeah yeah I agree all right so our next question is what is adversity so sienna do you want to answer that adversity is kind of like a struggle something that you're having to like push past and move like forward through it's like a struggle and something that you don't really want to deal with but it's something that kind of gets thrown at you whether you like it or not and you just have to either try your best to get through it or some people can't really do that but adversity is just a struggle or something you have to overcome. Yes, I totally agree with that. So then our next question is, what is resilience? So I said resilience is having the ability to bounce back and keep persevering after an event or something um, that happens that would push you down. Um, so yeah, resilience basically just being able to overcome an event and keep going. So Eli, do you want to share in which ways resilience and adversity are connected? Uh, resilience and adversity, well, they're kind of like counter, not counterintuitive, but they're the counter for one another. Like yeah. You have adversity, but then you have resilience towards that adversity. Yeah. It's kind of like you're faced with this problem and how you surmount it is what level of resilience you have. Yeah, it's kind of like a cause and effect relationship. It's like you're faced with adversity and resilience is the way you overcome it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, then we have, what does adversity look like in your novel? So in our novel, um, Miles' best friend slash the love of his life to what he thinks um, passed away. And she's gone after connecting with him on a different level that he had never really experienced before with anyone his age. And he is struggling to deal with this loss. And that is just the main adversity that he's being faced with in this novel. Um, next, we have how do different characters respond to adversity? So, Sienna, do you want to share what you have for this? Well, I know that Miles, at first, he kind of, like, broke down and, like, froze almost. And he just, like, it was hard for him to even process it. Because when he, they were being told the news in the gym, he was like, yo, we got to wait for Alaska. But then, you know, once the news was finally broken to him, he, like, started going through those stages of grief. And he's, the book kind of shows that, like, he's literally making it through all of these different, like, emotions and feelings, and he's kind of, like, all over the map, but now he just really needs his answers. Like, they seem very confused because it's a strange way for her to pass because they just, they don't have any of these answers to these big questions. So I think after, like, all these ups and downs, he's just trying to find 
why all of this happened in the first place. Yeah, I definitely agree. And just one more thing that I kind of picked up on was um, responding to the adversity. Um, or responding to the adversity, yeah, I totally agree with that. But then the next question is how the characters are overcoming the adversity. And so I just think for Miles, it was really hard. And they had to go into Alaska's room and, like, clean out stuff that they didn't want, like, her aunt to find. Um, And, like, he just smelt her scent, like, one last time and saw all of the books that she had on the walls and found the one about the labyrinth that he really wanted. And then for the colonel, um, he really just wanted to figure out answers about what truly happened to her and what she was thinking and what was going through her head and what made her do what she did. And for Miles, I think he just, he didn't want to accept that she was truly gone. So I don't think he really um, wanted to go forward with figuring it out. He was kind of skeptical of it, but So I think both of them um, are just kind of um, dealing with adversity in different ways. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, in what ways can you connect the TED Talk to your novel? So Eli, do you want to answer this one? Oh, I was kind of talking about like how the the TED Talk, the guy was talking about how he's seen death and like his family members and people close to him really surround him and then like all the hardships he had to go through. And it's just kind of like how he had this great challenge, but he still got over it through determination and, uh, I don't know, just other stuff, really. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so next we're going to go into some deeper questions that just kind of connect what happened, what we just talked about. So, um... Is it a given that experiencing trauma, tragedy, or adversity will yield resilience? Or are there times that terrible things happen and people don't get stronger? And I said that I think if you aren't resilient when something hard happens, you won't become a stronger person and you will just keep digging and digging a hole for yourself until you hit rock bottom. And once you get at the bottom, your all-time low, you can either pick yourself up and go up and overcome it and be resilient, or you can just sit there and have pity for yourself And that doesn't really get you anywhere. Um, So I just think it depends on who you are and how you want to deal with the adversity. Um, And then overall, it will shape the kind of person you are. So I agree. Um, One thing I wanted to add is, um, in my opinion, I don't think that um, like resilience is really a given, like not everybody's going to be able to bounce back. Like some people turn to substance abuse or even like suicide, which is a really rough, like deep, scary topic, but unfortunately it does happen. And sometimes just like physical trauma to the body, like being paralyzed or like maybe losing a limb. So that's something that you could be like resilient and like have a positive outlook on life with, but it's something that you aren't going to really be able to undo or change. Like there's lots of different ways. It's not just emotional trauma and things like that. I was just thinking kind of yeah. outside of the box. I don't know. Yeah, and I actually think it's really good that you brought that up because um, in the novel, um, like it talked a lot about how Alaska was faced with a lot of family issues and problems while she was growing up and how it kind of rotted in within her and just ate at her every single day and she always felt like everything was her fault. So like you said, people aren't always resilient and they can't just bounce back. And so I feel like that also kind of adds to the situation that happened in the story. So I actually think that was really great that you brought that up. Yeah. And then you can also tie it back to Miles too, because like 
with his session with like last words and all. Yeah. Like Alaska's last words to him were to be continued. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that's probably going to go through his head through the rest of his life. Yeah. True. Um. Then our next question is, what does it take to overcome adversity? What makes it possible? And then think about the characters in your novel as well as the real world. So, Eli, what did you have for this one? Um, like just I don't, I don't know. Uh, with like re- with resilience, there's not really much that you can do. You can just pretty much just get through it. So it's kind of like this universal agreement of how to be resilient. Yeah, I think that like overcoming adversity. It honestly just simply has to do with your mentality. Um, And if you want to be the person that has pity for yourself and sorry for yourself all the time and you don't want to make a change and try to make things better, then you can live like that. And that's what you want to do. That's your mentality. But if you have a you can mentality and you can change the situation and make a difference. And I just feel like that's really where um, resilience stems from. So, yep. Um, Then our last question is just kind of thinking about ourselves and our novel and all these questions about how do we respond like when we make a mistake or when we fail, when we're embarrassed, when we're hurt, when we're uncomfortable in a new situation, faced with confrontation or when we see someone else struggling. So I just feel like um, with these questions, like um, I just feel like the characters in the novel are very like real life. And, like, the way we would respond to these different situations, I feel like the characters in the book do, too. So I feel like it does give, like, a really good real-life depiction of how teenagers feel. So I think that is good. And if anyone else really wants to elaborate on that, go ahead. But if... um, I agree. They do feel like very real characters that would act like any other teenager out there. Obviously, everybody's response to these different things are different, but, you know, if you were to compare yourself to some of these characters, I'm sure that there are a bunch of readers out there that could find similarities between themselves and these characters, whether it be they've experienced these things that the characters are going through in their own lives or hypothetically. Yes, I completely agree with that. Okay, so then last week, we're just going to run through this really quickly. Um, we did a assignment that was creating a playlist and songs that would go along with events um, that happened in the book. So I just um, kind of went along with big events that happened through the midway point of the book um, rather than doing songs that related to character experience or thematic ideas. So, yeah, what did you guys yeah. do for that? I did a lot of, like, 2010 songs. <laughs> Same, actually. Yeah. yeah I Mine's kind of all over the map. Oh, sorry. Um, For me, I kind of focused on the relationship between Alaska and Miles because it felt like kind of the big idea. So it was hard to put it in chronological order because they weren't necessarily events. It's yeah. just kind of like, oh, this is a song to describe the beginning of their relationship and then the middle, and then towards the end, to, like, the halfway mark of the book, because this was only up to halfway, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I did mine kind of from the point of view from Miles, just, like, all the events that, like, he went through rather than yeah. Um, any of the other characters, so, 
yeah, I don't really know if we want to go in depth with our songs because well, if I, you I want, like you could share a song or two. Yeah, I kind of like did the same thing that Aubrey did, like just like the major events that Miles went through, but also kind of like the meanings of people and kind of like the lyrics sometimes reflect what. what yeah, like sometimes I feel like um events like like um. Let me see. Oh, okay. So one of my things was Alaska Miles and the Colonel and Takumi get caught smoking. And so for that, I did like blinding lights because in the beginning of the song, it's just like the music that you feel like they would be caught to and like that would be playing and it just kind of relates. But then for some other songs, like um, when Miles arrived at Culver Creek and meets the Colonel and gets his new nickname and they're like, he kind of just like takes him under his wing. I did like You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift because of like the lyrics. So I feel like you could kind of go both ways with your songs and like what you chose based on the events. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we... Um, okay, I guess I'll just say one more thing. Um... For me, like I said, my songs are all over the place, but one of my like favorite songs is Victorious by like Panic at the Disco, just because I think that the lyrics really relate to that moment when like they did their like big prank thing and there were like fireworks and craziness because mm-hmm. the lyrics specifically talk about champagne and fireworks and things like that. And it gives us gives off a really chaotic vibe. Yeah. So that was my final one and I just thought that it was like a good way to end it. Yeah, that that's a very good song choice for that, and I actually really do see that now that I think about it. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, this is it for our podcast for week three, and we'll see you guys next week for our last podcast. So, we're just going to sign off, and yeah, see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.